Hello, Michelle Laurie here. It's no secret that Australia's property market is out of control these days, but I, for one, can't seem to stop following along. I've become a bit obsessed with it, to be honest. What's up, what's down, and who on earth is paying those prices for those houses? So I want to personally recommend a podcast for you. It's called Real Property. It'll keep you across the latest information on the Australian property market in a clear and easy-to-digest way. Real Property, building a community of more informed property buyers. Take a listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The producers of this podcast recognize the traditional owners of the land on which it's recorded. They pay respect to the Aboriginal elders past, present and those emerging. Yeah, it was it was tough. Like I, I probably cried every night for probably about two months when I got down there. But I also knew that I was doing the right thing and there was a bigger picture to it and I was following my dream and I had an unbelievable opportunity to represent my country at the 99 World Cup the next year and then the 2000 Olympics. Alicia Ferguson achieved the dream when she was accepted into the AIS at 16 years of age. I had no idea what that meant, so I googled it, and lo and behold, it's the Australian Institute of Sport. So good on her. Alicia is very good at soccer. She was in the Matildas for some years and since retirement has been a media pundit and columnist. I learnt pundit from Ted Lasso. I love that show. I'm Michelle Laurie and this is Calm Your Farm, tips and tricks for taking care of you from the unlikeliest of gurus. Obviously being accepted into the AIS is a very big deal, but it's also basically going away to boarding school. Alicia Ferguson was very homesick and at the tender age of 16, she had to teach herself some very tough lessons about resilience that she still relies on today. I'm a former Matilda, played in the 99 World Cup, 2000 Olympics and the 2007 World Cup before retiring. And then I went into co-commentating on the W League in Australia, moved to London in 2012 and got into TV production. So now I'm a TV producer, but also continue in front of the camera with a bit of punditry and reporting as well. I was 15 when I made my debut in the Matildas and it was fantastic like it was everything that I wanted all I wanted to do was play football and my whole life was based around football you know I was training pretty much full-time probably the most difficult part of that was when we were awarded the 2000 Olympics our program went full-time down at the Australian Institute of Sport and I moved down there first so our program was due to start in the June 1998 but I moved down there in the January 1998 because I had to start high school because I was only the only one still at high school. That was a really, really difficult time for me. I didn't know anyone. I was on my own. All the other athletes at the Australian Institute of Sport had their squads around them, had their sports. 
I was missing family and friends, but that doesn't stop you as a 16 year old feeling the weight of expectation from friends and family, the fact that you've moved away, but also just missing out on everyday events, missing out on weddings, people's birthdays, just general teenage stuff as well, because you're off to follow your dream. But it's definitely something that made me a lot stronger. And I guess hindsight's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Because without that experience, I wouldn't be the person I am today. But it was it was a tricky time for those first couple of months. The most important thing when you're feeling vulnerable is to actually share that vulnerability. And no matter who you can find to share that with, whether it is friends or family, but I'm a pretty open book. I'm pretty honest, I'm very transparent. People will know and I'm quite happy sharing the fact that I was crying myself to sleep. I was probably trying to keep it away from my mum a little bit because she would, was hating to see me so upset, but could see the bigger picture. But I made some really good friends down in Canberra who took me under their wing, looked after me, brought me into their family environment as well to help me out. And, and that was because I was honest with them. I, I told them that I was struggling. I was down there by myself. I was going to school by myself. But also, you know, there were some great athletes from other squads. I, In some ways, I loved the fact that I was by myself because then I got to meet all these other athletes because they could see me sitting in the dining hall by myself and they'd come over and start chatting and ask, who are you? What are you doing? You know, why are you here and stuff like that? So I think you also have to put yourself out there and also believe like that there are good people in the world who will see you struggling and are willing to help with no judgment and with open hearts and open minds as well. And, and that was really important. But yeah, like I said, I think just showing your vulnerability is a really powerful thing. I don't think we have to go through life pretending that everything's okay because it's not. It's really not. And I think the more we accept the fact that people do want to help you, um, the easier it becomes. My preparation changed a lot from when I was a youngster because there was something pretty horrendous that happened. So I got a red card in a World Cup in 99 and I was quite young. It was after a minute and a half. It's a world record. I always joke it's like my claim to fame, but it was at New York Giants Stadium in front of 40,000 fans. It was horrible. I cried for the rest of the game. It was a minute 34, I think, as I was walking off the pitch. And the reason I got that red card was because I was far too focused on the outcome and I, I let the occasion get the better of me. I was far too focused on the occasion, thinking that I could score a winning goal, all that kind of thing, rather than focusing on the process. So what did I need to do in that game to actually get the required outcome? And I think that was a huge, huge learning curve for me and something that I took into every other major tournament. It was just a game of football, no matter how many people were in the stadium. No matter if your friends or family are there, no matter what was riding on the game. Of course, there was nerves before a game because you want to perform, but there's always focus on the process, not the outcome. What did I have to do? I needed to have a good first touch. I needed to win the first tackle. What did that mean to do? I needed to make sure that if I was having a bad game or I wasn't having a good touch, then I needed to communicate with my teammates to try and get me back into the game and help them. So all those little things that keep your mind focused rather than thinking, right, I'm going to score a goal, we're going to win, but what's it going to take for us to actually achieve those goals? That really helped me. And, and you know what, as soon as I learned that, I was a far more consistent player and, and even I enjoyed my football so much more because the weight of expectation was taken off a little bit. But yeah, that's what I'd say. You have to focus on the process, not the outcome. I think the emotional intelligence definitely comes, it comes with knowing yourself. You can only learn about yourself through good experiences and bad experiences, can't you? I mean, you don't want to wish bad experiences on anyone, but actually they're just opportunities to learn. It's as simple as that. Anything bad that happens is just an opportunity to grow and learn. And I think that's how you have to think of it. 
For more tips on taking care of you from the unlikeliest of gurus, including recipes for relaxing body products you can make at home, things to read and watch instead of scrolling through your phone, cheap, cheerful and calming gift ideas, go to calmyourfarm.com.au. We'd love to hear your ideas too. This has been another Smartfella production in conjunction with the Acast Creator Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.